Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. Stand up for your country. A lot to tell you about today, but first I want to apologize. Um, We taped this program in the mid to late afternoon. And then after we finished yesterday, Donald Trump announced he wasn't going to have a press conference tomorrow. So some of the stuff you heard was a little obsolete last night, but it was all germane to what happened. Uh, But I wanted to give you this is what we do. And the reason we have to do that is because we are an independent news agency, but we are syndicated on television and radio by other companies and they need to get our product in order to send it out all over the world. It's not like doing a network thing where everything's designed at the same time and not an excuse, just an explanation. I thought you might find it interesting. But anyway, we'll get into why Donald Trump um, called off his press conference. Uh, I want to put up on the screen Joe Biden, the president of the United States schedule today. Uh, Nothing. (laughs) Okay. And the reason he's he's prepping for his big speech tomorrow that will blame Donald Trump for uh, what happened last January 6th. 100% on Trump. No other factors involved. No talk about... uh, the president asking for the National Guard uh, a day before the riot. None of that. It'll just be Trump's the devil, Trump's the devil, Trump's the devil. Now, the reason Biden's doing this is a diversion away from the disaster that is his administration now. And the COVID thing yesterday, and I'm going to get into it in a minute, is a great example of how disastrous this man is as president of the United States. Um, So if he can get Trump back in the demon zone. Um, And the media, of course, is just waiting for this. They're going to run with it all day long. If he can do that, um, that helps Biden. So he gets a heat off him for two, three weeks. So that's what's going on here. Um, So I will predict, and and this is going to happen, I will tell you, tomorrow in his speech to the nation, on the rioting that happened a year ago, January 6th, President Biden will blame Trump, as I said, for everything. All right. He will not address the fact that Mr. Trump suggested the National Guard be brought in a day before the riot. And the reason it wasn't is because that request has to be made by the local authorities, which in this case were Mayor Muriel Bowser of Washington, D.C., and Nancy Pelosi the Speaker of the House. Those were the two that would have requested the guard. They did not. Mr. Biden will not address why Ms. Pelosi did not take the suggestion from the Pentagon up. Also why Ms. Pelosi and the sergeant at arms of the Capitol Police will not release their correspondence last January 6th. They are stonewalling. It has been requested by members of Congress Pelosi and the sergeant at arms will not give it up. Isn't that interesting? Did you know that? Not widely reported. Um, But President Biden is not going to mention it. And finally, he will not address this uh, House panel on January 6th, which if you watched last night, we brought in the director of the Pentagon under President Trump, who did testify under oath in front of that House committee. They didn't ask him a thing about the National Guard. They weren't interested in it, even though he brought in all the documentation and gave it to them about the request, about how the Pentagon was ready to send the troops. 
didn't care. What does that tell you? Okay, so uh, I will analyze the speech tomorrow. I'll do it in a fair way. I think that all the things I just told you will happen. Of course, we'll go over them. It's going to be a purely political speech. It's not going to be a healing speech. It's not going to be trying to bring people together. Not going to be any of that. It's going to be Trump and his people did it. They want to overthrow the government. Da, 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 ba, 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 ba. Okay? And it's not going to advance any kind of knowledge about what happened at the uh, January 6th riot. If you have any questions about that, what happened, bill at BillOReilly.com, bill at BillOReilly.com. Now, I have been quite clear that that should never have happened and should never happen again. There is no justification for that. None. And if we want to conduct our political affairs that way, we lose our democracy. We lose our republic. And keep in mind a few things, because Kamala Harris, the vice president, will also speak tomorrow. Kamala Harris, during the George Floyd rioting, asked people to give money to bail those arrested in the riots. All right? Asked, she asked people to give money to bail them out of prison, to jail, bail them out of jail. All right? They weren't sentenced to prison yet. Keep that in mind when you listen to Vice President Harris. So George Floyd riots, all right, arson, attacking the police, deaths, destruction, okay. Capital riot, not okay, okay? So a sane American goes, they are both not okay. All right? I hope everybody is clear on my position. Let's get to COVID. And this is just an outrage. I talked about it on the Hannity radio program today that's posted on BillOReilly.com. So President Biden holds a press conference because on Monday, one million plus cases of COVID were diagnosed in America, up from 200,000 a year ago. So this is a catastrophe. Omicron, all right? This variant from South Africa. A million Americans diagnosed on one day. So he's got to say something, right? Roll the tape. You can control how big an impact Omicron is going to have on your health if you get over Omicron. You know, they're, they're, those are fully vaccinated, especially those with the booster shots. And by the way, we have booster shots for the whole nation, okay? We, you can still get COVID, but... It's highly unlikely, very unlikely that you become seriously ill. Okay, so uh, um, how does he know that? So the speech was fact, void of facts. No facts, no studies, nothing. Now, I'm a simple man, as everybody knows. All right, I have four simple questions. Question one, put it on the screen, okay? If you're listening on the radio, my first question is, does the vaccine work against Omicron? Seems like a lot of crossover cases, a lot. Does it work? Yes, no. And who says it works or doesn't work? Is there a study? Is there any consensus on the crossover cases? There's data. 
because people go in and they with COVID, the first question they ask is, are you vaccinated? So the data is there. What does the CDC say? Biden doesn't know. He doesn't even know. Does anybody ask? Second question, put it on up. Do masks stop the transmission of COVID? And what is the data to back that up? So everybody's got to wear a mask here in New York. All right, does it, what does it do? Does it do any good? I don't know. I don't know. Does the president of the United States know? Does he have any data to back it up? Do you, should you wear two masks? What kind of mask should you wear? Anything, anyone? Can't listen to Fauci. Half the country doesn't trust or believe what Fauci says. Why is he still there? Third question. How long does it take for the vaccines to wane? Any data on it? All right, a lot of crossover cases. Um, is the vaccine good for three, six, nine months? In the country of Israel, they're on their fourth vax. We're on our third here. How long? Any data? Any facts? Anything? Mr. Biden? Well, I don't really know. I don't know. And the fourth question are people who get COVID. All right. And what is it? What is it? 56 million Americans have gotten it. 56 million people who get COVID immune from getting it again. If so, for how long? Forever? For two months? Where's the data? What the deuce is the federal government doing? Do you have answers to any of those questions? I don't. Hannity didn't. We don't know. This is what I do for a living. I can't answer any of that. I don't know what I put the mask on. Is that helping me? All right. Fauci says, well, uh, masks are really for infected people, he said, February 20th, 2020, to prevent them from spreading infection. All right. Is that it? So if you don't have it, if you're clean, you don't have to wear them. I, I don't know. Um, what about, uh, how long does it take to wear the vaccine off? Fauci on February 12th, 2021. All right. He said six months or maybe a few years. He doesn't know. And that was a year ago. Remember, we're two years into this, two years into this pandemic. And are people who get COVID immune from getting it again? All right, February 12th, 2021. This is a quote from Fauci. To be honest, I really don't know. Unquote. That was a year ago. I mean, look, it was a miracle we got the vax. And I know you anti-vaxxers don't believe in it. I, I got it, but I have to report, you know, it was a miracle. And I talked to Donald Trump about that on the tour extensively, how we did it. It's fascinating how we did it. All right, it's a miracle we got. But now we don't have any follow-up. We don't know. We're blind as a people about this disease, this virus. And there's Biden. Well, uh, you know, if you're vaxxed, it's not going to be as bad. You still could get it. How about some facts? How about some studies? What's the CDC doing? Ah, it's outrageous. All right. And I don't expect anything from Biden. And that's the primary reason, along with inflation, that his poll numbers are going down into the 30s now. 
right, let's get to Trump. Okay, so um, as you know, I thought this was a bad idea from the jump, okay? And I said that clearly on Monday. Roll the tape. President Biden will have a statement. Kamala Harris will have a statement. And all the media, with the exception of Fox News and talk radio, will blame Trump for the riot at the Capitol. Everybody's going to blame him. Okay? So if Trump is going to have a press conference, he has to undercut that, not throw oil on that fire. Okay? Because it's, it's, I don't know if anybody understands this in a Trump camp. You're giving them a lifeline, them being the Democratic Party. Okay, so now Donald Trump has said, oh, I'm not going to do the press conference, which was, is a wise decision because there's no winning there. He can't win it. So he's not going to do it. Um, And that's a wise decision. Now, was it because of me? I don't know. I know he sees the transcript of this program every day. I, I know other people have advised him not to do it. But I'm glad he called it off because it's not that I'm glad he called it off because of political reasons. It doesn't do you any good. You, the American people. It just it, it what it does is it gives the dishonest corporate media three, four weeks if he had held that press conference just to waste our time demonizing or redemonizing Donald Trump. We know you hate him. We know you people in Manhattan and Georgetown and in L.A. and Beverly, we know you hate him, okay? We know the press hates him. No matter what he said would be used against him. So it was a wise decision. I would, however, put out a printed statement tomorrow if I were Donald Trump. And I have this in the message of the day on BillOReilly.com. You can read the complete message. I'll just go over it quickly. In that printed statement, all right, I would say January 6th should never happen again. Is unacceptable in this country. That's number one. Number two, I would explain, as Donald Trump did to me in the history tour, how he requested, not ordered because he couldn't do that, as we just reported, 10,000 guard troop a day before. All right. The third point would be that this House panel is bogus and a fraud. That's easy to uh, ascertain. The fourth one is that given a do over, Donald Trump should say, I probably should have acted faster and told my supporters to get the deuce out of the Capitol. You know, none of us are infallible. It is a sign of strength to admit a mistake. Now, Donald Trump never does that, never admits mistakes. But in this case, if he did say, you know what, on hindsight, I, I, I should have gotten in there. Now, if he wants to mitigate that by saying, well, this is what I was doing and this is what I was thinking, that might be good. You don't do that in a written statement. You do that later. But those are the things that he should put out in a paper statement tomorrow. Okay, joining us now is a guy who knows politics as well as anybody in the United States of America, including me, much smarter than I am, Doug Schoen. He's a political strategist. He usually works for Democrats, but he's an independent thinker. He's got a brand new book out that I recommend for any of you who uh, are interested in politics. is called America Unite or Die, How to Save Our Democracy Just Out. And Mr. Schoen joins us now from New York City. 
you in the book, because I'm, I'm reading it, uh, you know, closely, you do blame Donald Trump for the insurrection. Uh, and it was, when I use the word insurrection, it wasn't an insurrection of we want to just blow up our Constitution. It was a one-day insurrection. They were angry about the election. So I usually call it a riot. But you blame Donald Trump for that riot in part, correct? In part. I think he could have done more to tamp it down. But I recognize and agree with you, Bill, that there's a lot more involved and at stake than just what Trump did or didn't do. And importantly to your monologue, um, I blame the left for the violence after the George Floyd killing. And I make the point that we have a breakdown in our society and both sides need, in my judgment, to try to reconcile, come together, and most of all, Bill, move past this in a constructive way. So we are working collectively on our real problems, not fighting about the past in a way that is only destructive. Okay, but that's not gonna happen because there's too much money in the division. All right, so the corporate media makes money dividing Americans. And then you have the people themselves, many of whom on the left feel that George Floyd protests were perfectly legitimate. You wanna burn down something to show your anger. You are perfectly uh, in the right to do that. And many on the right will say, hey, that Capitol riot wasn't that bad. Uh, they were just angry because the election was fraudulent and they had to show their anger. So those two sides, Doug, they're never gonna come together. I'm not suggesting they have to come together. I'm saying they need to move on and focus on the real problems facing their, uh, this country. Because if we don't, Bill, if we don't move on, we lose as a people, as a nation, and vis-a-vis -vis our adversaries overseas. I think our democracy is at stake because we cannot even uh, agree on the basic principles of governance and the basic principles of a free market democratic uh, society. Okay, but that's recent. You know, the rise of socialism that is driving the Biden administration, there's no doubt that they want a huge government, the Democratic Party, and they want to control the economy, the spending, and redistribute income. That's socialism. So that's relatively new. I mean, Al Gore, when he ran in 2000, wasn't touting socialism. Um, and even the Clintons were the opposite but of socialism. But he was saying people against the powerful. My point being, for 20 years, the Democrats have been moving left, as the Republicans, unfortunately, have moved further right than I think makes sense for our country. I don't know. I haven't. I'm the same guy that I was... Uh, 25 years ago when I tried it, when I started doing news analysis on a national level, I haven't moved further right. But but let me just tell you one thing that I have done. I now recognize that the Democratic Party is dangerous mm -hmm. as it stands now. That wasn't the case when Barack Obama first ran for office, for example, against um, John McCain. I didn't think that Obama was dangerous. I thought he was too liberal, an income redistributor, but I wasn't, I didn't viscerally dislike him. I viscerally dislike Bernie Sanders because I think he wants to destroy 
traditional America. I dislike him. And okay. so would you say that I move further right? No, I, I, I think you have the transcendent popularity and influence you have because you have been in the solid center of common sense and rational discourse. And as a Democrat, Bill, I would tell you I agree with your analysis of my party. It's increasingly not my party because I'm a free market, strong national defense a Democrat of the John F. Kennedy model, Bill Clinton model, not not the Joe Biden, Al, uh, not Al Gore, but the Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders model. I agree with your analysis, and I think that it is tragic for our country. Now, this latest uh, December, uh, January 6th thing, excuse me, January 6th thing, this will die off. And Trump was smart not to do the presser because that would have extended it another month. But this will be over in about a week. Uh, Joe Biden doesn't have the cachet anymore to persuade anybody to do anything. He's a very weak president. Um, I don't even think most people will listen to his speech tomorrow morning. And then the networks will try, you know, to prop it up and all that, but it won't get anywhere. What will get uh, or continue to be vexing is the COVID situation. Mm -hmm. And and that situation now is polarizing Americans even more because on the left, they bought into the government line that everybody should be vaccinated, wear a mask, a hazmat suit, kids shouldn't go back to school. They bought into that. And on the right, they reject all of it. So even a pandemic virus where we all should be coming together to fight it somehow has divided the country politically. That's exactly right. And the five questions you put up, if I have the number correct, are all fair questions for which we don't have answers. Yeah. We don't have a consensus. And we are all shooting blind to try to make the best decisions for ourselves and our families. And politics is literally ripping our society apart. And I would say to Donald Trump, uh, Bill, if you focus on the future, you cannot lose will not lose. And if you focus on the past, you will not win. I agree with that 100%. He's got to run on his record. Stop. You know, I I said in the message of the day, and I want everybody to read it on BillOReilly.com. If Donald Trump is reelected president, the first thing he can do is go in there and appoint a special counsel to investigate the 2020 election. All right. And use the power of the federal government to go in and to see what really happened. I mean, this Zuckerberg, 430 million into the election, that should never happen. That's the big thing for me, all right? Not some ballots under some, you know, desk in in Atlanta. Zuckerberg throwing 430 million into Democratic precincts for people to get hired to walk into buildings to tell people how to vote. Come on. And, and, and built it conceivably in some circumstances, take over election boards. Literally, you know, I'm from Mark Zuckerberg. We're here to help you. And here's how you need to administer your election. Yeah. I don't think we need or want private money in our political process telling us how to vote and count our votes. Some states have already made it against the law to do that. But it should be a federal law. It should be a federal law. 
We don't you, want you private are... money being donated to skew elections. Anyway, Doug Schoen's book, and I recommend it again for everybody. If you care about politics in America, this is the book for you. America, United, Die, How to Save Our Democracy. Doug, we'll talk again soon, I hope. Thanks very much for your time. I look You're forward to it. Guest. Thank you, Bill, for the kind okay. words. All right. Um, now, in New York City, you have a new mayor, and the mayor says he's going to clean up crime. But he can't clean up crime because the DA, all right, a guy named Alvin Bragg, put his picture up there, says he's not going to prosecute criminals. He's not going to prosecute them. So even if the police arrest them, he's not going to prosecute them. All right? So 83% of people in Manhattan voted for him. 83%. And he's not going to prosecute criminals. All right? I've got three I'm going to put up on full screen. These are quotes from him, from Bragg. First one. Armed robbers who use guns or other deadly weapons to stick up stores and other businesses will be prosecuted only for petty larceny, a misdemeanor, provided no victims are seriously injured. Okay, are you kidding me? You walk in with a gun and stick up a bodega and you get a misdemeanor? Second one, convicted criminals caught with weapons other than guns will have those felony charges downgraded to misdemeanors unless they're also charged with more serious offenses. Are you kidding? You can carry a gun and now, if you're a convicted criminal in Manhattan and get a misdemeanor? This is outrageous. Third one. And again, he's saying these things. Drug dealers believed to be acting as a low-level agent of a seller will be prosecuted only for misdemeanor possession. Also, suspected dealers will only be prosecuted on felony charges if they're also accused of more serious crimes. I, I mean, that means you can just sell dope, heroin, fentanyl, whatever you want on the streets, and it's another misdemeanor. So, where do you see what happens? Where do you see what happens? Already, hundreds of thousands of people are leaving New York. And this will just accelerate it. And this guy, he's uh, 48 years old, first Manhattan black district attorney. He can be impeached. And one of the grounds of impeachment is willful and persistent failure to perform his duties. He does not have a right to rewrite the criminal code. This is so outrageous. I can't tell you. I know you don't live in New York City, most of you, in Manhattan. But I can't tell you how bad this is. All right. In Brooklyn, different jurisdiction, 17 alleged gang members were arrested and they're charged with five, four dead, five shootings. Um, I'm not even going to, I mean, it's just so bad. And the DA in Brooklyn, all right, Eric Gonzalez, he says, this successful takedown is part of our ongoing strategy to reduce shootings and senseless deaths by targeting most violent offenders in our communities. Okay, that's good. Now, remember, his jurisdiction is different from Manhattan, so he can charge him with felonies. There's four dead, four people dead because of his gang. All right, but then he also says it just goes to show how deep our challenges to change the culture that we have in some parts of our community. The culture? The culture is bad parenting, Mr. District Attorney. That's the culture. 
when you let your young boy run around all night with drug dealers who have guns, that's the problem. How are you going to change that? Ah, here's a terrible story. George Floyd's great niece, four-year-old girl, Ariana Delane, shot in her own house while sleeping. She's alive, but she's very severely injured. This took place in Houston. All right. Now, I don't know. This is on Yellowstone Boulevard in Houston. This poor little girl sleeping in her bed, 3 a.m., New Year's night, shot because somebody opened up on the apartment building where she lived. You, you know, if you don't get the criminals under control, we are going to lose our communities. We've already lost them in San Francisco, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Minneapolis, and other places. Tottering in Manhattan. Tottering in New York City. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. All right, Governors DeSantis of Florida and Nome of South Dakota are uh, promoting laws to ban the teaching of critical race theory in colleges in their states. Okay, now the laws have not been passed. They have not been really written, so I can report accurately. They may be unconstitutional. You've got to write this very, very precisely. But I want to bring you up to date as that's what they're going to do. Now, what would do if you defied the ban? State would cut off funds. Okay, that's what they can do to colleges that are uh, under the state banner. Okay, I've got a good history thing for you, particularly you baby boomers, of which I am a part. So 186 years ago, on January 5th, 1836, a man named David Crockett and 30 of his followers showed up in Nacogdoches, Texas. Now, I've been to Nacogdoches. It's in the eastern part of the state bordering Louisiana. So David Crockett and 30 of his followers show up heavily armed to help the Texians and that's what they were called then, T-E-X-I-A-N-S, fight the Mexicans for their independence in Texas. So Davy Crockett was a former congressman from Tennessee. He won a congressional seat, then he lost, then he won again. But he never really liked Washington, all right, because he was 
the king of the wild frontier, as you'll remember. They had a show about Davy Crockett in the 1950s. Roll the tape. I'm David Crockett, fresh from the backwoods. I'm half horse, half alligator, and a little attached to a snapping turtle. I got the fastest horse, the prettiest sister, the surest rifle, and the ugliest dog in Tennessee. My father can lick any man in Kentucky, and I can lick my father. I can hug a bear too close for comfort and eat any man alive opposed to Andy Jackson. Now, some congressmen take pride in saying a lot about nothing, like I'm doing right now. Others don't do nothing for their pay, but just listen, day in and day out. I wish I may be shot if I don't do more and listen. And the next time I get up before you, I'll have something to say worth saying. All right, that actor was Fess Parker. Now, that was a huge program in the United States of America in the 1950s. Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier. I had a Davy Crockett lunchbox that I took to school. I had the coonskin cap. I had the musket. All right. You'll remember if you're a baby boomer. If not, you'll think I'm totally insane. Davy Crockett then went to the Alamo outside of San Antonio, which was a mission with a church inside it. All right. There he held up with 200 people and they were all massacred, all 200, by Santa Ana's Mexican troops. Davy Crockett died at the age of 49 and became a legend in this country. But he entered Texas 186 years ago today. All right, was that neat? We'll take a quick break and then we'll come back with a mail segment, which is lively as always. And then a final thought about having to deal in your life with COVID and then planning stuff. So this is a problem for me. I don't know if it's a problem for you, but I suspect it might be. We'll deal with that in a final thought. We'll be right back. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings, against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. 
Politics by Faith anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, let's get to the mail. We got Jim Berkner, Bestrop, Texas. If Donald Trump had said stop the riot immediately and the riot stopped, the press would have said he was controlling the riot. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's not a bad point, Jim, and that's probably what would have happened. But the mark of a great man is to do the right thing, no matter what the extenuating circumstances are. Jerome Kever, Mudalin, Illinois, Mundalin, Illinois. My wife does not understand why Joe Biden would push her husband to run for the presidency when she knew that his mental capacity was on the decline. Your analysis tonight, O'Reilly, of her role as his gatekeeper tells us exactly why. I don't know whether uh, Dr. Biden, Joe Biden, has sinister motives, but I know she likes the power. Likes it. Scott Krupa, Pittstown, New Jersey. If the Republicans regain control of Congress, can they impeach President Biden and Vice President Harris? Uh, Ted Cruz, a senator from Texas, Republican, has said if uh, the Senate goes and the House goes GOP next November, there will be an impeachment of Joe Biden. That would be a mistake for Republicans to do that unless something really, really bad happens. You cannot impeach Vice President Harris, okay, unless she does something like break the law, all right, because she is following the administration. Now, you could theoretically impeach Joe Biden on the border because he will not enforce immigration law. And it's his sworn duty to uphold the laws of the United States. Took an oath. So you could. Would that be wise? You wouldn't get two-thirds of the Senate to convict. And it would just show the American people that the Republican Party is no different than the Democratic Party. Phyllis, I live in Chicago suburbs. Unfortunately, I don't think Illinois is ever going to elect a non-Democrat in the city of Chicago or a Republican governor. Okay, then you're going to suffer. And Illinois is hemorrhaging people who are moving out. And how do we know people are moving out? Because they do surveys on United Airlines, not United Van Lines not airlines, United Van Lines and the other big movers. And they know who's moving into a state and who's moving out. And as we reported earlier this week, New York leads the league of people moving out. California's second, I think Illinois' third. Jersey's in there somewhere. All of the blue states, high tax, hemorrhaging people. And where do you see what happens to New York now? What do you see? Um... Wayne, concierge member. Thank you, Wayne. Remember the headlines over the holidays where COVID wreaks havoc with air travel. That is not correct. COVID isn't doing anything. It's the policies that are the problem. I disagree, Wayne. Respectfully, COVID's a problem. Airline people are sick. They have it. They can't go to work. Flights are canceled. Michelle Edgel, Powell, Wyoming. I think you should reevaluate your position on Liz Cheney and the next election. The two people running against her are much worse than she is. I don't have to reevaluate because I'm not supporting any candidate. I never do that. I'm not saying who you should vote for in Wyoming. Why? That would be presumptuous of me and insulting, and I would never do it. I am predicting that Liz Cheney will lose in Wyoming. 
Robert Pohn, Santa Ana, California. Bill, you call George Soros crazy, but you and I know he is not insane. I didn't call George Soros crazy. I said he is crazy left. Difference. I know it's subtle. Crazy left means he is an extremist, way beyond liberal. But I didn't say he was insane. Ron Romine, Council Bluffs, Iowa. Bill, I drove to Dallas for the O'Reilly Trump show. It should be Trump O'Reilly show. The drive got monotonous. The show was anything but. I enjoyed every second of it and learned a lot. Well, I made a promise to all of those. And uh, let's see if I can add it up quickly in my head. 35,000. About 35,000 people showed up. Those are paid people, and there were a lot more um, who were in the building for one reason or another, that it would be worth your while. And I, I have not heard one person say it wasn't. So very proud of the shows. Alice, Bill, it was the best piece of advice for me personally. Be patient. I have made mistakes because I was impatient. Some of those hit me back hard. Patience, very important. Very hard, too. In it this society of uh, instant gratification. Nick Pugilese, Mount Bethel, uh, Pennsylvania. Happy New Year to you and your family, Bill. This will be a very important year for honesty in our nation, so I'll be tuning in for the no-spin news and your honest assessment every night. I really appreciate your loyalty. And we want to tell all of our viewers, we have many new ones, that we are very grateful to you. Remember, we're independent news agency. Okay, We don't have any big, corrupt corporation feeding us. We do it because you consume it. So the more you can help us by buying our stuff in the store, and we got great uh, kids' books now on big sale and uh, all kinds of stuff. If you pre-order the mugs, we ran out. We'll have them back soon. All that helps us, but what helps us most is you convincing your friends and family to become premium and concierge members because that really is vital. And the more uh, people we have, the more we can do. Word of the day, do not be petulant, P-E-T-U-L-A-N-T, petulant, when writing to me, bill at billoreilly.com, bill at billoreilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Quick break, back with the final thought. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, final thought of the day is planning in the age of COVID. So I have two trips that I want to take. Um, soon. One is to the Caribbean because I, I need to go snorkeling and I'm a big ocean guy and I am, you know, I need to warm water. So I got that on the board. And then Ireland. I'm trying to get to Ireland for three years. I'm going up to Donegal. I have the only place in Ireland I've been. Donegal. Beautiful. The wild coast. But with this COVID. So what I'm doing is I'm planning it. Trip insurance, absolutely. 
wherever I book in a hotel or a tour, do you refund? Please send me that in writing. Okay, I got to get refunds if we can't get there for some reason or it's crazy. But I am planning my life because I do believe, and partially this is on hope, that COVID will subside fairly quickly. Praying that happens, but I'm not letting it stop how I live. And that is the final thought. Thank you for watching. We will see you tomorrow.